This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into driver's temptation. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. At the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Ye shall know them by their fruits. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea. Is Reverend Devon Divine a false prophet? Sent here to lead us astray. A doubting, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. Or is he a spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom? I'm Dr. Mark. Come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge. And decide for yourself. of False Prophet. My name is Dr. Mark, and I'm here with Reverend Devin Devine on this March 6th. How are you, Devin? I'm doing good. Always doing good. Good, good. Good. <laughs> yeah, what, what's this? You're in Kansas now? Oh, you're just all over the place. Quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, last time I was here, there was a whole bunch of tornadoes. Oh, yeah. Now it's really windy, but no tornadoes yet. I'm turning off the the camera because then <laughs> it sounds better too. It makes it 
We don't need a video chat. Nobody else can see us. <laughs> We're on so, radio. Who needs? So you know? don't ha you haven't heard heard of any tornadoes recently? No, it usually starts in the summer. We're in the tornado belt, though. So. I would try and get to that land of Oz if I was you. I mean, maybe not with your... <laughs> no. You have a baby. So. Yeah. You know, I've always wondered about that. Because Dorothy, in the end, she wakes up. And it's like Alice in Wonderland. And it's like, was it all a dream? Or did it happen? Trips mm -hmm. me out. What's the difference? I know. Yeah, it'd be nice to, you know, like we we think we wake up every morning. You know, it's it's funny. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's 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 depends on your perspective. It gets complicated. But yeah, what what does she think happened? That's pretty much what <laughs> really matters. Because it's like, what do you think is happening with your life? You know, is it real? Is it a dream? Is it fantasy? Is it? <laughs> That's all that really matters. Is how much do you believe? What is your perception? Yeah. Actually, I've been, I've been having a lot of dreams, like a recurring dream lately. Oh. Yeah, it's like the last day of class, and I'm in school, and everyone's handing in their homework, and they're getting ready to go, and the teacher is like, "Okay, everybody, you're, you know, you're gonna pass your class and be done with school or whatever, except Mark. <laughs> you didn't hand in any of your work this whole year. Where is it?" I'm like, oh, man, I didn't do any work, but I thought I did. And so I'm freaking out that at the last minute, you know, my work's not turned in and stuff. But it's like every week I have the same dream. Every week? Wow, what are you not paying attention to? I don't know. What's it trying to tell you? Do you feel like know, that? I was talking to my friend. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> I've been talking to a friend lately about, like, our constant need for authority to tell us that it's okay to per to progress to move on yeah like if we want to go to school you have to take a test from an authority get letters of recommendation impress authorities then go to school get more letters of recommendation interview get good grades from authorities and then you'll get a good job where you'll work for an authority like our society is kind of built around the need to have an authority telling us that we're okay, that we're what we're doing is acceptable. Yeah. But you've kind of moved beyond the need for some kind of religious authority to validate what you're doing, right? Yeah, I mean, well, where does, like, you're being a doctor and all this stuff, and you're looking for, you know, some doctors of the past who approve of your doctorhood, right? Mm. And right. it's it's kind of where does where did the first doctor come from? You know, when did that start? You know, was it someone that just was called into it, some sort of way was drawn to it and s started to understand it themselves, or or did they, you know, did they have teachers teaching them? You know, which came first, uh, the doctorate or the doctor? <laughs> It's, That's what I think. Yeah, when when you realize what it is, like when you realize what you're made here to do, then there's no stopping you. It's you you recognize that you have a higher calling. You know, you're set apart um, by simply your creation, by simply your existence. Like you know, like in my way, uh, it's not it's not 
like I have, you know, a following or anything. I, it's not like I have, you know, a good job that supports my family, you know, excessively or anything like that. It's not, it's just simply, I recognize that I am made for a specific purpose. Like I think in a specific fashion that is for a specific purpose. And if it's recognized or not by past, you know, prophets or, or whatever, or not in my case, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, screwed in that fashion I won't be you know sponsored by all these people I you know I won't <laughs> be called to to teach in this way because everybody thinks you know uh, yeah this this guy is a false prophet he's just making up crap you know and, and that's perfectly <laughs> fine and you know it doesn't change still the fact that I am here to do exactly what I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm made to do and I can't really determine what that is you know, I can't really determine if it fits into a definition of a of a prophet or not. I can't determine if it uh, fits into some spiritual teacher or as as you want to go by the definition of doctor because that's kind of what you're going for right now. And mm-hmm. still, you have your own unique spin off of it. You know, you have your own unique way of applying it and and being a part in the world. But to be accepted as far as society goes. Right, you need to fit into the definition of what that means. What that means as a doctor. Right. Yeah. And so, so we have this constant authority, like validating us as doctors, saying, "Well, you're doctors. You know, now you've earned yeah. the right to be an authority too." And stuff. But if I didn't have that, I don't know, man. That's like scary. How would I know if I'm doing the right thing or not? Yeah. You ever wonder that? Well, as far as me, as in this thing that I'm doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it Are definitely you a false prophet. It, it definitely comes uh, is doubt is always an option uh, in everything I do and everywhere mm-hmm. I go. I mean, uh, if I should even be giving a tray of bottles anymore, uh, you know, I have I have doubt in that. You know, I have doubt in in every thought that I have, but it's more like the uh, the option really isn't in so much all the variations but it's the having a variation it's like to see either i'm created by god and therefore must be perfect or i'm creating myself and of course i could be screwing that up you know, it's a matter of perspective. Like, that's the real only options. You know, it's all the glory to me or all the glory to God. And it naturally has this essence of trust that comes from in every area of life. And it it matters. Like, it, it's, a, it's a willing to talk even though I have no idea what I'm saying. It's a willing to go even though I have no idea where I'm going. They're willing to do things even though I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's kind of how trusting it is. Like it's, it, it, it gives a whole new meaning to blind faith. Right. Like it's, you know, I, I'm not even in charge of my feet anymore. And in the same <laughs> way, nobody is, nobody is. And yet it's only the definition of really, do you think you are or do you realize who it is or what it is? So how do you develop confidence in what you're doing? Well, it is. Let spirit guide you. Yeah, it is helpful to have 
uh, experiences behind you, you know, it builds up and you're like, you know, experience little signs and miracles and little things that just, and it's nice to have a book of, of definitions and stuff in your mind that you can just reference to other people's teachings and thoughts that you've had. And, you know, it all helps, but it ultimately, all it's doing is, you know, eventually you're going to believe in yourself or, you know, be searching, you know, it's like, it's, you think that's going to be a good response. You think that's going to be a good phrase or whatever. It, it, it's how much do you believe in yourself? That's really all that it comes down to. Yeah, that's interesting because even in school and everything else I do, I notice that when people are like doubting themselves and looking for an external validation. They're always like nervous and hesitant and they don't perform whatever they're doing that well. But the more you develop confidence in yourself or just that blind faith to be able to trust, then you can start doing like miracles, you know, like you yeah. start performing and like talents come out and you do stuff that was more amazing than you thought. Yeah, the, exactly. It. And it, you know, it's not so much as, like, people like to try and prove that this is true. And once you try and do that, you know, this law of observation, you're actually trying to prove that it's not going to happen. And instead of recognizing that it always happens, it doesn't need proof. And so when people try and prove that it's happening, you know, you know, well, if you're this person, you can interpret this dream for me or you can read this thought for me or you, you can tell me what I'm thinking or tell me my future and all this stuff and doing exactly that will prove that it's not true because that's all you're looking for you're not looking for it to be true because you would already see that you know you're trying to find validation that you know this isn't right and that's the whole reason schooling is happening and occurring besides you need credentials and papers on walls to tell you that, you know, you're safe to tell other people you're safe to, you know, prescribe them medicine. And, you know, in this, in this fashion, it's like, ultimately, are you going to just simply prove yourself by existing? Like, are you going to be that representation? Are you going to be that doctor you know what do you believe yourself to be and you would do anything it takes to prove that you are there that that is you like you feel it within you already and you're just simply not really achieving it as in a new thing you're simply doing everything it takes to be recognized that that's what you already are recognized by other people yeah in a way yeah sometimes like a sense of validation that, you know, the whole world knows and recognizes that that's what you are. And by doing that, we're kind of disproving that that is who we are because we don't believe it ourselves. Or so, the, yeah, the journey, your journey of becoming a doctor, you're, you're attempting to be convinced yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're convinced, everybody's convinced. You know, once you're convinced, you can say words in just the right fashion to, so everybody knows that, you know, you're that type of person. It would be in your being. Does that make sense? Yeah, it reminds me of a thought I had once. Like when you watch like the Olympics, there's the 400 meter dash or whatever. 
at the end of it, one guy comes out and he's the fastest person in the whole world. And we give him praise and all kinds of stuff. But before he ran the race, he was already the fastest person in the whole world. And he's been training and he's been making himself. But it, after the race, everybody acknowledges that it's so. But he didn't just become the fastest person. He was always already the fastest person. Yeah. I always thought it was funny that we have to wait for an authority to be like, oh, yeah, it's him officially. Now you can give him praise. Now he can feel good like he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, like in, in my case, I mean, just being the crazy, insane kid down the street, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, does anybody have the ability to actually identify something like like whatever I am? I mean, and does anybody have enough reference to identify the actualness? I mean, like, you know, I, I take, for an example, the, the LDS church. And they're always talking about, you know, you get a burning in the bosom and stuff like that. It's like they, they will tell you what you're feeling, and they'll tell you that that's an indicator. And, you know, I could, I could you know, somehow find something. I could tell you, you know, you get feeling in your feet, and you know, <laughs> the fact that you feel your toes is proof that I am what I am. And it, it's already there. You have that sensation. You have that burning in the bosom already. You have that spirit within you already. And so it's it's more like, can I, you know, do I need to establish an identification with whatever you're feeling to me and to identify me so that you know me or whatever? Does that make sense? I'm, well, I'm always asking that question. <laughs> or how we're always trying to, like, live up to the expectations that other people have or the identities they have for us and stuff. Yeah, but Devin, you're such a good person. You do this and this and this, and you like have to live up to it. Yeah, I'm definitely random. I know. And, but uh, I think that's that's good, though. I mean, it's the confidence to be able to do whatever you need to do in that moment. Yeah. <sighs> we've just been mulling over the idea of like we always need to appeal to an authority. We need to ask permission to be validated for who we are and try to find the box that we fit into and live up to these ideals and these titles and standards and stuff. But what would happen if you just like were yourself? Yeah, that's really it what blow it is. People's minds. Yeah. I mean, this you're, you're trying to find a definition for yourself and, and as far as human authority and you, you feel like, being this doctor is something that will represent who you are, you know, how you feel. And mm -hmm. simply by saying your name, people will know what kind of a person and what kind of oath you have taken. And you know, they, have, right. they have these credentials, you know, as far as me, I mean, they they're just have no clue. They have no idea. There's no real definition of what I am. And uh, in that, I mean, it, we like to think that we have an understanding of what uh, even people as far as prophets of the church are concerned. We have a definition of what they are and who they are and what they do. And uh, so then it kind of rolls over into this person. And on this, this authority rolls over into this person, even though 
it might not necessarily define that person entirely or not. You know, it might not actually fit into what they are capable of and what they are there representing. And because they're real, a different person. Yeah, they're a different person. They people hear differently. You know, as far as even intu- intuition and hearing spirit and everything, we hear it, see it, taste it, smell it differently than each other. We all have different variations of trying to understand the spiritual universe and to hear God. And some of us see it differently. Some of us feel it differently. We all have different definitions of what it is. Yeah. And it really is ultimately that idea of bringing heaven to earth. That That's what we all want to do. We all feel the presence of heaven and of truth. And we want to be able to express that completely, fully here, which ultimately is impossible. Yeah. But, but that's what we're seeking to do. And, and that he- definition of heaven is quite literally who we are. And it is what you are. And so you're trying to be completely honest with it. And you're trying to fit it in. And you're trying to make sense out of it. And you're trying to express it completely and truly wholly. And, you know, even while we're coming very close, ultimately because of what we think of ourselves as humans in this world, we will have our different perspectives on it. Like, you can't be everything, can you? And you have to, you know, it's already through your experiences and through your past. What have you defined your perspective of what that heaven is through you and and can you express it honestly and truly so when we die do we gain a more full understanding of that perspective to see everything yeah I thought of it I talked about it today on my other show it's kind of like when we had the truth before we then came into this confined idea of a body where we're separate from all knowledge of the universe. And so now we, we desire more knowledge, we desire more experience, we desire, we desire, desire. And it's building that, and we're building that desire. And so once we let go of this idea of the body and we die, we still have that mm-hmm. sense of desire. And so it catapults us into just an outrageous experience of really all that knowledge and all that desire being fulfilled. But I mean, if we don't have that desire to actually experience more, we're just simply going to, through that habitual pattern, continue to experience this. So, you know, as your desire is, you know, it's not going to forsake you, you know, in that sense of, you know, you're going to stop growing because you died. No, you're going to, that same desire of feeling, growing, and, you know, you feel that heaven in you that knows everything. And so you you want to keep learning and growing and expanding and understanding because you you want to know yourself. You want to know more, the fulfillment of who you are. So that in that, when you do ex, uh, experience the death of the body, you'll be catapulted through that desire because you're not limited by the laws of the physical world anymore. You're just completely free. And within like the first five minutes of, of your death, you will receive nearly almost all the answers of the universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is everybody born with these desires then? Well, it is the sense of the existence of being physical. So you 
have to be in this world to to be in this world you have to be separate from the totality of the knowledge of the universe so you have to come here as not knowing and you're literally going uh to to the end of the universe to the not knowing and attempting to learn and grow and get back into the the whole knowledge of everything which in this world will never actually happen because that's not really the purpose of it the purpose of it is is in a sense of understanding that catapulting and the training of our minds to be everything it was almost as if we were everything and we desired to know hey if i'm everything i also know the nothingness of everything and then we are in this experience of not knowing anything and being completely nothingness and empty and then you know building that desire that's how it happened in the first place there was a desire to the know the nothingness of life and then you're born into knowing nothing and then now we're catapulting ourselves through that experience of the desire to know everything again it reminds me of a comic i saw online once it was like a four panel cartoon comic and it says how to be an adult <laughs> it says get a job take the trash out mow your lawn and then avoid the existential crisis that's looming over your head because you don't know you know what is the point of life and stuff i was joking at the fact that you know a lot of mundane life is trying to stuff out those feelings so you don't have to you don't have to feel that yeah do you think like everyday life gets in the way of that desire well ultimately like in that sense to be completely spiritual is to not be physical at all so mm. if you really had that desire to be completely spiritual in any definition of any sense it ultimately leads to getting rid of you know this balance game that we're doing of trying to be spiritual and physical at the same time mm. you know it's like trying mm. to not know anything and know everything at the same time it's it's not very easy to do and so it it will be i mean this release of the physical body is is very relieving it is it is the biggest relief you've ever experienced and will ever experience and in that in that sense in that case you know will we ever desire to do it again when we remember and have that desire of experiencing the everything and cycle back through yeah all right well in this idea in the same way it is now we we will never really experience it again we can experience it the exact same way that we have now and so even like through the dimensions if he's referring to that going back from dimension 10 to being dimension zero to, to dimension one again and the, back to three mm -hmm. it, it's the exact same life you're living right now and it, it's never going to be different than this life. I mean, as far as you're talking about referring to Mark when I'm saying this life, I'm talking about every human being on every planet of every universe of every multiple universes and so on. It's the like, full totality of everything. Yeah. As far as your perspective, you could see from different eyes and be in a so-called different life but that which is the son of god that is perceiving through everybody's eyes doesn't do anything different in this life in this third and fourth dimensional perspective every time it goes through it is 
it's, it's already like the done. Infinity of everything. Yeah, it, it's it's already done in that infinity. Like, it, it, every option is already done, and yeah, we can go through and experience it again to know ultimately what that done is, what that God is, and and just experience everything that God is again. But ultimately, there is nothing, nothing side of every option of every possible option. It's, it can't. There's there's no existence beyond that. And it, it's not like it's an edge either. It is everything, all edges and beyond edges and inside edges. And it's that non-dualism that everything is God, and God is every possible thing. Yeah. And in every possible position. I mean, even me sitting in this room, in every single spot in this room, and in between every single spot, and even just a, a millimeter over this side, a millimeter over this side, millimeter over this side, millimeter over this side, and every single direction, the Earth being a millimeter bigger, millimeter bigger, all, all the way to being, you know, the entirety of the universe. It's like every option is within these alternate perspectives these alternate universes so it's it's outrageous i mean it's it's really like the fact that we have chosen one right now and we are experiencing one is that decision that makes it so real i mean simply by because we are real and who we actually are the decision being made by who we actually are makes it seem so real simply by the existence of it. I don't know how to explain that. But by the power in which it has, it has to seem completely real. Hmm. And it, it so, really is in that existence. It's only a thought. Once the thought is done, oh, what if I was a body in a world? As soon as that thought is over, you know, it, the whole totality of all the options of bodies in the world were experienced. That's interesting. So when we talk about miracles being performed or, you know, things in our life that we think hold us back or something, those are just ideas. Yeah. Really, there's an infinity of possibility. Yeah. Or maybe one world I'm really good looking. Or something. Yeah, that one's really <laughs> far off. But yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. it's like that. Go ahead. The story of you in, in the rock. When you got your staff mm. and stuff, yeah. You did you connect to one of the other possibilities that didn't have the same laws of gravity and stuff? Yeah, that that's exactly what I was doing. It was a transference into alternate dimensions, and you actually see this happening quite often. People uh -huh. have emotional responses while driving, for an example, and uh -huh. you know they see uh, all of a sudden there's a car there in front of them that wasn't to their knowledge there before and this emotional response was you know like magic is the movement of your will to change things and we we are not educated on this as much as, as that sense so yeah. as we transfer into an alternate universe we think we just you know thought we saw something and then we were wrong because now we're actually in a different universe where things were different so it happens quite often that we're, it's almost as if, you know, how we think of time as linear going forward. 
It's almost as all alternate universes are side to side from the right to left in that same sense of, you know, they all have a timeline and you're going through this direction in time, but you can transfer into alternate universes. And this has happened to me, you know, the first time I got mad at a girlfriend, the <laughs> first time was in that very same instant, got in a car accident and... No way. It was the very first time I actually blew up at the at her, and you know it wasn't. It was in general. I've never gotten mad at a, a another girl, or besides my mother before that, or my sister. And uh, you know those cars were not there. Some would say I was emotionally focused on something else, so I wasn't paying attention. You know, it, which is completely as much true as. There were no cars there. Everybody, the, it was not a red light, and then it was. See, and the same, the same idea that in that universe that looks back, though those cars were stopped at that red light the entire time. That's true. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't there in the universe where it was red light at that time, until I had that emotional will to change universes. So, like, as talking about that. Uh, the rock and walking up the wall and crawling up it, whatever I was doing, that 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 was a deliberate change within the sixth dimension, which is the experience of choosing between all these alternate possibilities of what you're going to be experiencing. Like you now have the conscious reality, the conscious choice of changing what timeline you're in and having that capability. And so I wasn't really changing the laws in, the, in that sense. I was going into a universe where the laws are different to then go to another universe where the laws are the same. Does that make sense? So like, as I felt the shift of gravity, it's like I was in a universe where gravity was left to right at the time. And then <laughs> I went back to the universe where gravity is up and down again. And it's so, the same sense with, you know, changing water to wine as Jesus did it. In that universe, there was always wine there. In fact, there was probably more wine than there was before. And and in that same idea, that it's not actually a miracle. It's, it's a change of perception of what reality was in the first place. And we do this all the time then, just kind of subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, in, so so the the course in miracles, as it's a required course, is the sense of what your consciousness is, and it might be better to understand this in a sleeping dream, like when you're changing everything in a dream, you're ultimately in all this vastness of different universes, and all the possibilities of what could happen, and you know you went like for that that common dream, you went to school fully clothed. And then you went to a universe that you weren't fully clothed and you realized you were <laughs> naked. But it was just to prove that your consciousness, your thought, was right. Like it's always about the, the world and the spiritual universe, whatever you were experiencing, is attempting to convince you as a consciousness that you're right. And so it will always reflect what you're believing. And so once you want to think that way think oh i'm naked then you are naked because it wants to 
convince you that you are right. Like this third dimensional perspective, it doesn't seem to be able to, that we seem to be able to do that. But as we, but that is because we are choosing to be that little perspective, that nothingness perspective of not having power, not having that will, you know, and giving it to other authorities, even as Jesus. And instead keeping us into this mundane lifestyle like that you're right you will be right if you believe that's true it'll just reinforce it yeah and and to say belief like belief isn't some fluffy thing like we do with churches where you know oh yeah i believe that's true but i experienced this and no belief is like if you actually believe it it's real like you believe in gravity right now you are experiencing it because you believe it you believe it 100% it's a fact that you have feet you believe it that's why you experience it like you want to believe something else and so you 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 hope that someday it will be validated you know it's the same sense like if you you feel who you are inside you and mm-hmm. so you want to be you outside you want to know everybody to know that you are this way and so you have to make that decision to believe in yourself and so that it would be validated in that same sense you know with the doctorate and everything right and it seems like a lot of our beliefs are just based on our habits like i had a body yesterday i woke up with a body today so i'm going to believe that i'll have a body tomorrow yeah and it wasn't that easy to do when you were a baby you were in and out and all over the place but you didn't completely have that habit established yet until you kept continually choosing you know to recognize the body and to see the laws that were there and throughout you know being a baby we were making these decisions of what universe to experience and we're like oh because of this emotional response we make a different decision to now these laws are true or this law and we so we try and define which universal experience we're going through and many of us as we're here are on this common knowledge this common decision that we're all choosing to experience that we're among billions of beings on this limited perspective kind of reminds me of a podcast another podcast I'm doing with a buddy and we talked about how being optimistic is like super important because as you expect good things to happen they do but if you're really pessimistic and you think the world is terrible and people are out to get you you find people who are out there to get you it just validates whatever it is you believe yeah ultimately you want to be proven right regardless of what you're thinking so you're going to see it happening and you're you're even going to misunderstand people's words to be that person that's coming out to get you even though you know they're they're not saying that even though they're saying something nice you're gonna think oh they're sarcastic and mean and right you know because you're looking for that yeah Mm -hmm. you kind of create that around you you think your girlfriend's cheating on you or something yeah yeah and you're gonna try and find all the reasons to be right and that's right. ultimately what the universe is, is trying to do too. It wants you to be happy. And even though you think your happiness is from being right, 
you're you don't even know how to like be right anymore you know you don't even know how to be happy in that sense so you're like confused on what does being right and happy mean does that mean yeah sometimes i remember I we talked myself. about once go ahead we talked about once how god loves you and gives you everything you want yeah. And there is no good and evil to him, and so everything is just good, and he gives you everything you want. And you're always right. You're always creating this world. Yeah. So sometimes we perceive like, oh man, my life is so terrible, or blah blah blah. But it's that's what we're doing, and that's what we're choosing to experience. And yeah. God just says, okay, here, this is what yeah, you want. Here it. it is. Okay. He's completely impartial about what he is giving you, and there's a part in the Course in Miracles that has translated. A scripture that says it's not so much that God so loved the world that he gave him their only begotten son it's that God so loved his only begotten son that he gave him the world and if you understand kind of an idea what that means is like that regardless of what the the son has chosen to believe as an existence you know saying oh I want this toy I want this toy you know we might not understand what our children want with those toys but we want them to be happy so we give them those toys you know <laughs> it's the same idea that god doesn't really care nor understand our, our insanity in this idea that of of being in this physical world but the son wanted to experience it and so here it is you know here is what you're deciding what you want to be true and that because that's all he wants is your happiness wants you to be happy and if you think that's going to make you happy then so be it he, he doesn't there's no other idea uh other than happiness so it's not like it's going to lead you someplace else it's not like it's going to lead you to unhappiness that's impossible but if we want to experience unhappiness in any for any reason whether to prove god wrong or not you know <laughs> if we're going to be happy experiencing unhappiness sure go ahead I'll give you the unhappiness, you know, and that idea, you know, it's like we really, we were, have been given the power to do anything and everything and the training that we're going through, through these dimensional perspectives is ultimately, are we choosing something that we actually want or are we choosing something we keep saying we don't want? I mean, that's always interesting to me because here we are saying, man, I don't, I don't, want a crappy job i don't want to be in fighting with people i don't want to go into bad traffic i, I don't yeah. want to pay taxes whatever we talk about all these things we don't want but simultaneously we're always creating them and by focusing on them we just keep bringing more and more of it yeah is it because there's like a lesson that we're trying to learn from the experience or something well the lesson is is how to focus on something that you want and I mean, and that's kind of the idea where so many people were turned on by this, you know, law of attraction thing. And mm -hmm. it's like it's it's hard when every day, like that traffic idea, you have to keep going into traffic, and yet how are you supposed to be thinking about there not being traffic when you're right. in traffic? And so it seems like you're torn between these two worlds. But as we've talked about many times before, it's like you've made a decision and had a belief in one way and there's a bit of a gestation period between that and your next choice mm -hmm. and so you're getting gonna going to be 
somewhat challenged by your old beliefs, your old choices. And in the same sense that even Jesus wasn't completely accepted, so he wasn't completely accepted as Christ. In other words, he wasn't fully known as Christ to everyone, which would be, is not difficult for Christ to do. It is not difficult for, you know, the knowledge of all existence of all the universe to be known by everyone. So him, him in that case also was going through this gestation period of where he didn't believe it and then was challenged by his own old beliefs of not believing it to by his new beliefs of believing it. And everyone that you are facing is ultimately in that alternate universe that you had a decision made that you're not the Christ or you're not powerful or you're not positive. And so you're going to be, as you're trying to make that decision for another universe of being that way, being positive and being wealthy or whatever, then you're, you're going to be challenged by simply what universe you have chosen before until you actually believe it 100%. When you believe it 100%, it's not going to be a challenge. It's not going to be a difficulty in your facing anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not like, I don't know how to say that a different way. Like I wanted to. <clears throat> so you were talking about like fluffy belief earlier when a lot of people are, they go to church or something, they say, Oh, I believe this. And it's just kind of fluffy. But yeah. what you're saying is that we actually to believe, really believe we're going to be challenged by our old beliefs and kind of have to break through that by really, really, really believing it. Yeah. Well, to really, really, really believe it, <laughs> it's like the chair I'm sitting on. It's holding me right. up. I believe I'm a body. I believe I'm within this mind, within this body. I, you know, all this stuff. There's all these things to <clears throat> support that idea that I, I'm even in a chair. Uh -huh. Those are actual beliefs. Like you actually believe this whole universe is here to support uh -huh. what you're doing exactly right here, right now. The want to believe, like a fluffy belief of, you know, I want to believe that, you know, something else is happening or in, in heaven and stuff, but you put it off or it's like in the future or someplace I'm going to go and, and stuff. And that, that's, yeah, that's entirely belief, but you're not believing it's there yet. Like you don't believe you're dead and actually there yet. But when you do, when you are, you know, you're like, you're like putting off that decision. Okay. I'm going to decide for heaven when I let go of the body, when I let go of the world. Mm. And that decision is to decide to believe in it. Like you, you already make, you make up the decision. Like if you have that habit of just deciding that, oh, I'm a body every day. I'm a body every day. You die. I'm a body every day. I'm a body every day. You die. I'm a body every day. I'm a, you just have a habit <laughs> of keep doing, I'm a body every day. And but if you want more, you want to think more, you want to expand more, you, no matter what, if you're dead or not, you're going to exceed your limits. And in that case, move on. So if we want to experience heaven, it's not something that's going to happen in the future. One day I'll decide. It's something that we can actually believe in now yeah. to experience it now. Yeah. And so like with my coaching, what I do, and it, it's not always simple. It's not always easy, but it is a trickery of the consciousness. 
just like the okay. whole world existing right now is is a trickery by your own accord to believe in it mm. and even though we've done it so much throughout our lives it's a habit we just naturally assume it now uh, but in that same sense it's it's a trickery that you have to realize that it's happening right now and you in this case are misunderstanding the world like you're not actually seeing a world you're actually in this spiritual universe and if you can come from that point to the other you will naturally recognize it you naturally experience it right now so it's, it's a, a it's matrix a, or something yeah yeah and you, it, you know, it's simply waking up in that you know in this slushy egg thing yeah that's that's what it's like no that's not what it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting thinking about that because I mean just going through my own head I realize how many beliefs I have about this world I have a body and a car and a student loan payment and a job and I've got all these beliefs about how the world is that keep me tied into this experience that I'm having yeah and it's all habit yeah the fear of death and stuff like that yeah and uh even even people going on this journey of trying to get out of the the world or transcend the world ultimately it comes down to and to skip ahead but you go you go through this journey you know as they say before enlightenment chop wood and carry water after enlightenment <laughs> chop wood and carry water and it's like even this <laughs> idea of liberation or transcendence is that you you do it you do it does happen like that but it you know you you seem to come from this point chop wood and carry water uh act listen to positive books uh try to improve yourself uh go to school endlessly and and try to get rid of the world and and forgive everything and then come back and chop wood and carry water <laughs> you know it's like but you actually do achieve that the difference between them one is you thought you were chopping wood and carrying water and the other is God's chopping wood and carrying water it's there's mm -hmm. like it's no real difference except for your recognition of the reality here like every dimensional focus the choice is is it you or is it God is it you or is it God and Jesus knew this that's why he was one with God he knew he was one with God regardless what he was doing And that's what would change your perspective is you'd realize that it's you and God as one entity yeah. is living your life. Yep. Period. <laughs> wow. And we like to think we can prove that wrong or prove that right or anything. And it, it goes into that whole realm of, you know, just questioning. You're just going to be in this ocean of questions until you realize it yourself and recognize that it is happening it is fact it is the reality of the entirety of all this so, i mean it's entirely possible to transcend the world and to go to go into alternate universes and to experience these transcending multi-dimensional experiences because of that fact because of what you are because of who you are you know, you're not only is the kingdom of heaven within you, that you are the kingdom of heaven. So if the kingdom of heaven is, you know, obsessed 
or something, you know, everybody's going to say, yes, king, beautiful clothes, beautiful clothes, beautiful clothes. Yes, wonderful, beautiful clothes. And until, you know, part of your mind that's not trained in your belief system lets you know that you're you're naked. You know? <laughs> Are you going to actually recognize, holy crap, wait. Yeah, I I knew I was naked, but I was completely in denial that I was naked. So are I, we in, in uh, denial about who we really are? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's the whole existence of the world and everything is this elaborate essence of denial on on top of denial and denial and denial. And it's just layers and layers and layers of of choosing that I mean, we think you know, and it is, it's noble, it's okay that we're going this way, it's okay to be creating a, an insane world, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, it's, it's just, do you really want an insane world? That's pretty much what it comes down to, and we just keep going down it, and then, you know, thinking we have no choice, thinking that, you know, we have no way of getting out, no way of changing it, we just await death instead, and... Yeah. And it just reinforces that, okay, you're right. So you're in an insane world. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and you just cycle back through that over and over. Yeah. But it's inevitable that we learn it. You know, we're going to right. grasp onto it. We're all doing it. We, because we all feel that essence of the reality of who we are. We're all moving towards that. We're all you know attempting to find that truth and express it holy like we can feel it we just because of these layers that we've done and believed in and and made it it seems like we have to go through this processing and this journey <laughs> and 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 everything but that you know what else are we going to do with eternity you know <laughs> uh, just float there in this awesomeness of love yeah that's noble and perfect there's nothing wrong with that but this whole point this you know it's about the journey but the journey is about the destination so you know it kind of torn up torn between two things you're like the only reason i'm on this journey is because of the destination and i want to get there but then i get to the destination and i just want to go on the journey again <laughs> you get to the top of the mountain okay time to go home you know, right. I mean, it's true though that everyone seems to have this inner feeling, like you're saying, this desire to know God and to know the truth. And everyone's in different places as we search for it. But part of us wants to be just like, what is the truth? Like, what is the knowledge? But the other part is that we're not there yet because we are working through this journey, having these aha moments along the way. Yeah. I mean, just like you, when you had your death experience, you came back because there was still things that you were you needed to experience, right? Yeah, I wanted to. That was the whole reason I created the world and the universes as we know it, is because yeah. I wanted to be in it. I wanted to do it. And in the same so sense, even... everybody, even you and everything was all there making that same decision with me. And we all came back in that same moment. It wasn't really just mine. So even though you had kind of reached the end of that journey, yeah. you transcended everything. There was still a journey to be had. Yeah, I still wanted to make that decision. You know, it's about uh, 
Why do I keep saying it funny? Yeah. Say, yeah. I, okay, the words just flew out of my head. <laughs> so oh. enjoy the ride. Yeah, that's really what it's about. And following that, you know, following how I can enjoy the ride. How can I be blissful? You know, follow your bliss, as they say. And, so uh, even if you're just... That would lead you there. If you're just chopping wood. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you're just going to chop wood and carry water and suffer through it, you know, <laughs> you're desiring something else. You're desiring more. But that desire will take you on this journey and this experiencing to it's not, you know, coming back and chopping wood and carrying water again as a destination. No, that's a continuation of the journey. But you no longer suffer through it. You're not suffering through chopping wood and carrying water. You have a whole nother perspective, whole nother reason, whole nother purpose. And it's transcendent to any really definition or purpose that the world can tell you or give you. Because as you realize your oneness with God and your ability to choose your life, and that's why it is what it is, then you can find joy in your journey. Yeah, and the reason you chose to be born, the reason you, ch mm. you know, it's that same excitement. I mean, you were this knowledge of the universe, and you wanted to come here and be in this emptiness, in this crazy insanity dream. It's not like we <laughs> fell into it. People right. think we, it's we fall into it, and, and yeah, we... Now we're really screwing up the universe and we need to get out of it. <laughs> it's like, go ahead, get out of it and recognize the exact reason you came into it in the first place and this next time you're coming back into it. <laughs> <laughs> to experience this journey. Yeah. And you're understand, you know, understand all. And it's beautiful, really. Oh, thank you, Mark, again for being mm -hmm. here. I'm glad we I'm always nervous right at the beginning I'm like oh he's not answering <laughs> no, I had it on mute I got in that's good uh, thank you all for being here and tuning in if you have any questions for either Mark or I you can reach us at openandclear.com uh, or openandclear at gmail.com is my email Okay, Mark, I look forward to next week. It's always mm -hmm. enjoyable. Like, just the fact that you actually ans ask questions, you know. I, I can't answer everybody's questions. Some people are like, just don't really ask questions, and I don't really answer them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you actually desire an answer. So, and, and direct it towards me, I have the ability to give you that. So, some people I'd say, you know, if you're going to ask me a real question, I'll give you a real answer. But if you're asking me a bogus question, you're going to get a bogus answer. I like playing the game along with everybody. So, <laughs> Okay. Thank you all. And talk to you later, Mark. See you next week.